and gentlemen, I want to just start off to this week with a an idea from this week's Parsha, Torah portion, which I think is extremely relevant to what we're doing together here, which is learning practical Judaism. Okay, ready for this? Rabbi, you're living, you're listening? All right. So this week's Parsha always comes immediately after Shavuos, the holiday of Shavuos. Okay? In Israel, they actually read Parsha's Naso two weeks ago because we had two days of Shavuos in America. This year, we read it this last Shabbos in America, outside of the land of Israel. So we're kind of off kilter with the with the Holy Land for the next couple of weeks. So Parsha's Naso is one of the most longest and repetitive. It is the longest Parsha in the Torah, and it's the most repetitive Parsha in the Torah. And it just talks... There's a couple of different themes, and they all actually tie into this theme, but I'm just going to say it in the abridged version, which is um, that at the end of the Parsha, it goes into great length to talk about the sacrifices, the, the offerings that the princes brought to the inauguration of the tabernacle of the Mishkan. And they all brought the exact same thing. And the Torah goes through all 12 tribes, every single one, brought the exact same thing and the Torah lists it again and again and again for each 12. It's like, it's like really long and it just keeps going and it's the same thing over and over and over again. And it's, it's like, why, why didn't the Torah just say, and they all brought the same thing. Okay. So I believe the idea is as follows that after Shavuos, Shavuos is the wedding represents the symbolizes the wedding between us and God. It's a moment of inspiration. We literally got married to God. We received the Torah. We committed ourselves to God. So what's seven days later? Literally the Shabbos. Well, in, in Israel, is actually the day later. But in America, it's seven days later. What comes after the wedding? The day after the wedding. Okay? Or at least the day after the Sheva Brachas. His real life begins. The honeymoon's over. Like, what, wake up. What's going to be with our life? Like we, the inspiration begins to fade so quickly and suddenly you're stuck with real life. What's real life going to be? What, how are we going to hold on to this spark? How are we going to keep this marriage real? Says the Torah. Inspiration. Do you know what inspiration is worth? I'll tell you. I just thought of this today because we're trading in our hybrid and we have to now buy a non-hybrid car. We very much love the hybrid. It's like kind of like credit card points. You feel good every time you spend money because you're, you're saving money, right? It's the same thing. Every time you drive, you're like, wow, I'll, hey, I'll drive extra. You know what? I'll volunteer to do an extra carpool because we're saving money every time we drive. It's a great feeling. So uh, alas, uh, we totaled our Sienna hybrid and they're no longer really available. For more, we could have spent $2,000 more to get a a two-year-old Sienna with 30,000 miles on it. So instead, we decided it makes more sense just to get a new Honda. It's not a hybrid, but we're going to probably save money over the course of the car. We're not going to feel good about it, but we'll end up <laughs> saving money. All right. So so um, I think that inspiration is is comparable to gas. It's fuel. Inspiration is incredible fuel. But if you don't drive somewhere, it's worthless. Having a full tank and no destination. Inspiration is really a wonderful thing it, it, if it inspires you to what? To action. If it doesn't inspire you to action, it's worthless. A friend of mine said that inspiration is like vegetables and real growth 
is like fruit. Right? When you when you eat a vegetable, it's dead. <laughs> you just killed the plant. You ate the lettuce. It's gone. It's not. It's a, it's a it's an annual. It's not a perennial. It's done. You killed it. But when you grow, there's fruit. But that fruit keeps increasing and increasing because it's attached to a foundation. That's the goal. The goal is growth. How do we get there? Through action, through repetition. I might not feel it. Inspiration is garbage. It's a waste. Don't run after inspiration. It doesn't bring you anywhere. Use inspiration as fuel, but make sure you have a destination. That's what the Torah is telling us. It's that consistency, putting in those everyday behaviors, even if they look just like what everyone else is doing. It's up to you to internally motivate yourself, to find that internal motivation, internal inspiration, not the free stuff, the stuff you have to work for. That's how you keep the inspiration of marriage going. That's our job now after Shavuos. It's hard. I personally am in a rut. I'm not feeling inspired. I was talking to my friend. My friend says, stop thinking about inspiration. Inspiration is a waste of, is, is a joke. Inspiration doesn't, doesn't buy you anything in real life. So let's try to work on instead. What buys you something is when you inspire yourself. That which you have to work for, which you have to earn, which takes effort, consistency. That's That's the true growth. And that's how... That separates the men from the boys. The boys quit after the honeymoon. The men stay married. Wishing you all a beautiful Sheva Brachas and a beautiful wedding and a beautiful life together. Ad Esrim. Okay, that was good.